Hello and happy 2021. I hope everyone had a safe festive period and wishing everyone a safe 2021. And also welcome to episode 8 of Intruder Theatre in the Making podcast. I'm your host Remy Rahuba and thank you so much for coming back. Now, as you might remember in episode 7 I talked about being shortlisted for the Adrian Pagan Playwriting Award at the King's Head Theatre doing a rehearsed reading of The Visitor because that was the title of the solo piece then also inviting all the literary managers that came to the reading and dealing with feedback um, I then redrafted my play, well, applied the feedback that I got from the literary managers. And then from around, um, that was April, May till August, I um, started sending uh, the solo piece to various theatres and um, different competitions. So I sent it to the Bush Theatre 5 of 3. I think there were some open windows um, and competitions abroad. I think I sent one in Berlin and in Finland. And I was really interested in approaching theatres in Scotland. So I thought that maybe by contacting them and sending them my piece they would be interested in maybe developing it further so I think I sent it to the Travers, to the Tron and a few more I really don't remember. That was ongoing and um, I was just sending it through. Um, There was a conversation I remember to be doing a reading of the visitor at the fringe that year. I remember Peter Arnott uh, talking to me about it. It was just about um, just making sure that um, there was some space uh, and some other pieces that uh, would be included in that sharing of the work. So I remember it was quite a busy period, but I didn't really Uh, work much on the play after I applied the feedback that I got from the literary managers. It was just a matter of um, sending it through to various theatres. And one of the theatres that I was also um, um, interested in approaching was Oran Moore in Glasgow. Um, they do lunchtime plays, uh, play a pint and a pint. And I remember I wanted to approach them and I think, I'm not really sure whether it's uh, like that anymore, but back in the day, um, in order to be considered, I needed to send my play through the Playwright Studio, who then provided feedback on my play and I think then recommended uh, a play to Oran Moore, which I did. Now, instinctively, I had been feeling that the beginning of the solo piece is is well developed. However, the second part of the play still needs a lot of work, to be quite honest. As I was saying in episode seven, I wasn't particularly sure why I had been sending the piece to so many theatres, um, but I did. Um, and 
really the answers or the emails that I got back were either that it was a negative email, so a rejection. I didn't get any emails at all from certain theatres. Some theatres provided literally a two-sentence feedback. Um, Yeah, and I think that's what it was. And all of a sudden, I got that feedback from Oran Moore. And that was a very interesting piece of feedback. I, I, I don't think I knew what the process was with Oran Moore submission. I mean, I think I was submitting uh, through the Playwright Studio, but I wasn't sure whether they would be providing me with another piece of feedback. So as you might remember, um, a couple of years earlier, I had sent my play to the Playwright Studio and because they run the National Script Reading Service, they gave me feedback. And I think it was a, a different um, submission. So then once again, I got feedback from them. And the feedback was mixed. It actually um, was what I was instinctively feeling, that the beginning was good and then the ending was disappointing. And at the end of the feedback, that's what they said. You have very good dramatic instincts and the opening of this play promised much. Now, if you're serious about writing, you must learn the discipline of story structure, thorough character planning and how to build to a moving and memorable climax. All of these things can be learned, whereas your natural dramatic voice cannot be. So be encouraged that you have the natural ability to succeed, but now must go to work and build upon your talent. So I thought, well, initially I wasn't really pleased with the feedback. I think I was thinking that, well, since the play was shortlisted, other people are going to love it. But still, there was a lot of work that needed to be done. And what I was feeling instinctively came through in the feedback from the Oran Moore submission. I wasn't happy about that feedback, but then I was thinking... Right, I need to focus on on my writing skills in order to be able to work on the play more. I, I need to, well, understand how it all works. So then I spread the word and I was asking all my friends or colleagues whether they knew of any courses or anything like that. Now we do have a lot of online courses because of the pandemic. But back in the day, well, I didn't know much and I wasn't on social media. So I wasn't kind of in tune with what was going on. So I really depended on the word of mouth from my friends. And I got in touch with Peter Arnott, who contacted one of his friends, who then recommended I check Lane's list, like a resource for playwrights or writers uh, for different opportunities. And I did. And it's been one of the best things I've done and I've been receiving since that time. Lane's list is an e-newsletter with a lot of resources, with a lot of information about different submission windows, different competitions, different um, 
events in the UK and abroad. Uh, there was links to these events. There was emails. There is um, links to interviews with playwrights, and it's very nicely done by David Lane. Uh, I know that everyone has various resources, and people now are in various playwriting groups on Facebook and Twitter.、Um, but if you could check Lane's list. I think you can Google JohnDavidLane.com, and when you do, I think on the right it says、uh, Lane's list. You get it every Thursday, 9 a.m., and you pay only three pounds a month, and it's so well done. And I've used it so many times, and I've submitted、um, my play to the competitions that were there. And I know that you know people look for certain things, and、um, and then I'm on Twitter as well, and I'm on Facebook, and I can check things out. But here, what I like about it that it's always on the Thursday, 9 a.m. I get that email with all these opportunities, like 20 or 30, depending on the week. And I will really, really.、Um, Encourage anyone who is interested in writing or playwriting、uh, to check it out because it's definitely worth it. I got that newsletter, and in that newsletter, I started seeing various、uh, playwriting opportunities, and I did apply for them. I think I did apply for a course at Soho Theatre, and I did go for the Royal Courts a playwriting group. But although I wanted to um, actually um, do some more work and I wanted to learn, life had a different plan for me.、Um, as you might remember from my other episodes, when I was talking about、uh, my daytime job, which was being an interpreter, a face-to-face interpreter.、Mm, There was also an opportunity for me to、uh, perfect my skills and focus on interpreting, and、um, and this is what I decided to do.、Uh, I needed to do my CPD because I felt that well, in order to、um, develop, in order to bring more income. I needed to do that interpreting course, and I did it once a week, and I was fully engrossed in the course,、uh, and I didn't have time to even focus on my solo piece. On top of that, I didn't really get into any of the playwriting groups.、Um, I wasn't much upset about it because I knew that well. It's either or, so I either do the interpreting course or I do the playwriting course,、um, and I always treat things like, okay, that means that I needed to focus on interpreting for that particular period of time. So although I wasn't accepted on these playwriting courses, I knew that I was still developing, and that. And that the universe was telling me, you know what, Remy, you need to focus on this now because you're going to need it. So then, till December, I didn't even think of my solo piece. And actually,、um, by January 2015, I had a little bit of a break from writing, for maybe seven, eight months. 
And I always think it's good to have a break because then when you come back to your solo piece or any piece of writing, you look at it from a different point of view. For me, it was also very important to um, to do interpreting and focus on interpreting because I've noticed that I started implementing uh, a few things from interpreting into my solo piece or things that I learned on my meditation retreat that I talked about in my previous episodes. My solo piece is on mental health and anxiety and As an interpreter, I went on a lot of mental health assessments where I interpreted for people who suffered from depression or anxiety or post-traumatic stress disorder. And actually, when I was on these assignments and I was helping people, I saw how they behaved and what they said. And I think on one or two occasions, I used some of the things that they said in my solo piece. The same thing with the meditation retreat. I implemented a couple of things that I learned on it in my solo piece and there is some bits uh, of it in it. I am not sure uh, whether I would be ever able to uh, demystify which elements but uh, towards the end of my solo piece there was a couple of sentences that helped me move on uh, to the next chapter of my life and that was because of the meditation retreat and life went on um, but coming back to that playwriting course that I really wanted to do I was really looking forward to any kind of opportunity that I could be involved in to help me with writing. And there are different courses, surely, but I also need to look after my finances and make sure that I pay my rent and you know, everything's fine. So I wasn't able to just give up on everything and just um, do writing every single day. Um, But I knew that I needed to learn something and I needed to know more about redrafting. And a perfect opportunity arose when one of those days I got Lane's List newsletter and there was um, a redrafting workshop uh, ran at the National Theatre with Sam Holcroft and that was in April of 2015. It was a two-day workshop and I signed up for it immediately. I got a bursary to do it and I knew um, of Sam Holcroft because back in the day when I was at the Conservatoire of Scotland, uh, Sam wrote a play titled Cockroach, which was very successful and very well written. And I remember that a lot of the acting students chose scenes from that play for the acting showcases. So I knew the play a little bit and I really enjoyed uh, Sam's uh, writing. So when that opportunity arose, I I thought, great, I'm going to do it with her. And uh, the workshop that we did uh, was very, very useful. I wasn't particularly looking for general playwriting course. I really knew what I wanted and I wanted something on the redrafting. Like instinctively, I felt 
that was the area that I wanted to focus on. And Sam was wonderful. She was very generous. And when we were doing the workshop, Sam gave us a checklist with, I think, 25 questions. And I've got the, the, the checklist with me, which was a great resource and it helped me immensely. And what it was, was, um, questions from some very simple ones, like what is the title of the play to some more complicated ones. And I remember that was the very first time where I started thinking of my play from that analytical, well, um, dramatic point of view. Um, These were questions that stimulated me and made me think of what is, for example, um, an inciting incident uh, in my play. Uh, What is the crisis point? Uh, you know, what is the story climax? I had never at that time thought of these things. Um, but when faced with them, I needed to go through my play and then identify all these events and all the questions. And it really uh, helped me a lot Um when I was redrafting the play after that. There were some other questions that were extremely useful. I'm just going to go through them briefly. Um, For example, the big questions. What is the question of your play to which you don't already know the answer? Um, What effect would you like to have on the audience? Um, and there were some personal questions. David Gregg's personal question. In what ways can I have music in this play? Sam Holcroft's personal question. How can I experiment with form in this play? Mm, or what are your personal questions? So the checklist became a very important resource for me. Uh, and some of the answers I knew, some of the answers were at the back of my head, but all of a sudden I needed to name them. I needed to provide answers to these questions. And I feel that because of that workshop um, and the answers and looking at my play analytically, that helped me move on with the piece and with the next draft. I think the break, uh, well, the you know, the time that I spent not writing was uh, beneficial as well. Uh, After the workshop, certain things became clearer. For example, the protagonist's conscious desire, the protagonist's unconscious desire. And we need to remember that I didn't change the piece completely. No, it had the same structure. However, these answers um, helped me add certain elements to the existing piece. So as I was saying before, I was building up on what I had. I was peppering through certain elements uh, that I wanted to appear in my solo piece. Um, And I'm very, very grateful for the redrafting workshop that I had because it helped me with the next 
version of my solo piece. But how long did it take me to redraft? Were there any other events or any other projects that happened along the way? That's going to be in the next episode of the Intruder Theatre in the Making podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in and I'll speak to you next time and stay safe. Bye for now. Thank you.